show you know you win for. It's your pal, Eddie Sean, with the San Diego Comic-Con recap. It's time for Geeksters. Geeksters recorded live in front of the studio audience. And welcome to episode 146 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) I hit the button too late. (laughs) Well, in case you were wondering, uh, there was no live show, sort of. (laughs) There was, but we Uh, didn't realize something. (laughs) Why don't you explain it, Sean? All right, so this is what happened. We all go into the studio. Typical, normal business day. Yeah. Um, Ed did have a little problem with the system only because apparently he was looking for updates. Mm-hmm. Ed said, I'm going to hit cancel because they can be updated at a later time. Yeah. I, I honestly don't think that had anything to do with the problem at hand. Right. Um, we sit down, we start to record the show. Everything's going through the headset. Yep. Fine. No, no problem. We're completely oblivious to anything around us. And then by the second break, before the second before break, the second break, we get a message going, I don't hear anything on the air. And we're like, oh. <laughs> so we kind of, we obviously, we we're now on break. Yeah. We get Johnny, who is the, uh, who runs. Who's, he's the owner. He's the owner of the studio. Yeah. Comes over um, and starts fiddling around to find out what's going on, why there's just completely dead air on the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, cables were missing. Well, we thought it was cables missing at first because there was a couple of ends sticking out. We had no idea where they went to. <laughs> and Johnny, when, when the owner of the station who built the station goes, I don't know where these go. <laughs> it's kind of perplexing a little bit, I'll be honest. If you like, they're going, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's all I felt. I was like, oh boy. Like, But we found out it was actually the server of the, the studio that was not running properly. So he had to restart it basically to get it running because the memory allocation wouldn't give back. So that way we could. Oh, oh tech, yeah. Tech, 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 tech. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> ah, okay. So, so it was. Yeah. So we decided, because at that point it was already, you know... Almost nine, or after nine, actually, at that point. Yeah, uh, we decided to cancel the live show, finish it off, you know, and then it was like, you know what, we still have San Diego Comic-Con news. It was geek mecca this time of year. Yes. You know, where all the nerds converge in the one place to go, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, they all wear their t- standard cosplay attire, yeah. My lightsaber is bigger than your lightsaber. Yeah, Those um, kind of duels who, going on. Who are you here to see? I don't care. There's 100,000 people in here. I'm not going to see anything. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say I'm here in the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we figured, you know what? Let's come back to this. Let's go back to Two Bib Studios Productions. Yo. And, you know, let's let's get some Comic-Con news out there in the world. At least get our opinion on what we have read because right. once again Ed and I are too poor yeah. to actually travel out to San Diego Comic Con. But if you'd like to, you know, give to give to the San Diego Comic Con fund for Geeksters, feel free to grab the PO box. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a question that actually somebody I think Erica brought up. Yeah, when we were there, it was like, would you go? <clears throat> you know, and before we start the show, and right away my answer was yes, and then you said something. Well, I was like, wait for the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so now that we're here and uh, recording this. Uh, what is your response? Are you sure you're recording this? Yes. <laughs> I see the lines going and everything, okay. and we're good. Um, I, I have to say yes. Like, right. I would go. I probably would not be able to do anything there. Well, just saying, if if, if you if, – if, if, if somebody said, here's $50,000. That's how much it costs to go? <laughs> well, I mean, realistically, 
realistically, if someone said, hey, here's... Here's, gonna, a, here's a ton of cash. Like, here's a ton of cash that's going to pay for your flight out there. We already got your tickets. Yeah, yeah. Because those tickets go like, like that. that. right. We got your hotel. We got your tickets. Um, we have your passes, everything. Would you go? Yeah. I mean, you'd be crazy to say no to something like that. Right. I mean, even if I had a decent job that paid like you know a good six-figure income yeah. or even a five-figure income at this point i'd be <laughs> I was like, really depends on that five-figure income because right. the first number is a one it's a no <laughs> exactly <laughs> or a two it's still a no yeah. i mean it have to be like more like eight or nine yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i'll even settle for a 70 it's a seven <laughs> exactly uh i would be like yeah sure i feel like you kind of being a person I've been to the Philadelphia Convention Center tons of times. Mm-hmm. I would like to go to New York. Yeah. But that's almost getting as bad as San Diego, I hear. Yeah. So it's kind of like San Diego light. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you kind of have to go at least once. Like, yeah. It's just almost, I mean, if you ne- if, if I never go, I'm not going to feel like my life's incomplete. But right. I mean, if the opportunity arose, I would be like, you know what? I'll only go once around the ride. Let's go. Well, you know what? The thing is, is that since we started this show... It's always been my dream to be there as actually representatives, you know, of to our be, show, of our show. But maybe like you know, do like what Chris Hardwick does, or uh, you know, uh, <laughs> hold on, I gotta wipe the skeeves off me. <laughs> Just pulled out or, my headphones, like no. Or Will Wheaton? I should have used okay, that. Okay, okay, you can mention Will Wheaton because yeah. he's kind of a cool guy. Yes, Chris Hardwick. Just I, I don't know. To but me, it just can like, you imagine? You know, you, you, they call you up and go, "Hey, you know, we've got the new Superman movie." Like, like a panel. Panel. Guy. You would you introduce them, ask questions, that kind of thing. Like, like keep the, the the moderator of the panel. Yeah, know, right, like the MC. That? Like, ladies and gentlemen, are we all here? Excited to see a little Batman v Superman? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wave your capes in the air like you don't care, yeah. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, that's been your dream to stand there and have, well, we, like, at Hall H and have 4,000 people staring at you? Yeah. yeah I right. mean, it's just like, you think about it. I mean, like, we do this show on a weekly basis. <clears throat> right. I mean, granted, you know, it's just the two of us <coughs> in a room or three of us right. in a room, you know, for the most part. And we're, we we converse amongst ourselves. We don't know if this is going on the air. Of course, last night <laughs> is, is the prime example. It didn't. But <laughs> but that's the, beside the point. But it's like something like it's like technically we could do this because if it's just, we do this weekly, like what's sure. the difference between sitting in a, in a room and, and talking to microphones versus talking to microphones in front of four thousand people? I completely agree. But here's the problem: yeah, we're not famous. I mean, that's <laughs> not what it, yet. That's what it comes down to. Is I think yeah. that if we had um, like uh, a name behind us, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about like oh. You know, like a name, like somebody that says, okay, let's say Chris Hardwick listens yeah. to the show. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden you can see my attitude change about him right away. You're like, <laughs> yes, sir, Mr. Hardwick, sir. Yes. I mean, I, don't know, I might kind of challenge him a little bit because I'm that kind of guy. But yeah. like, how does it feel to completely like, you know, who made you nerd king? Right. Like, you know, um, but I mean, if someone came to us and said, hey, we, we like you, we want to be on your show or we want to have you on our show. And, you know, to kind of, like, be like, hey, hey, everybody, like, this is a show we think is kind of cool. This is Ed and Sean. They're from Geeksters. Welcome up. This welcome up on stage. We're like, hey, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I would do that because, again, it'd be, like, we need a, like, a, a semi-famous person. Then right, yeah. Or, or at least somebody in the know. Right. That, that can kind of go, like, hey, I like this guy. You should like him, too. Isn't it great? <laughs> 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 but it has to be somebody like, I mean, somebody that has, I guess, 
push in the industry. Yeah, I mean, you know, if, who knows? I mean, like, like we we could be those people. I mean, you know, never we, say never. We could be those people. Never say never. I mean, I, I I've seen opportunities, you know, when we've had a couple opportunities on our show that we've yeah. blocked them, you know, and it's not something that we pushed for or, you know, uh, campaigns. Right. Happy access. Exactly. So for us, it's like, who knows? Like, there could be a point where somebody goes, yeah, let's get these two guys from Philadelphia. Let's see two nimnuts from Philadelphia. Let's give them a shot. You know, that'd be great to have, like, some nobodies come out and do a, you know, right. a panel. And, they're, you know, and they're like, we'll give them an opportunity because they're funny or they're, you know, they're interesting enough to, you know, have on a show. The oddities. Let's yeah. parade them out and make fun of them. <laughs> I don't know. Hi, my name is Don. I'm a geeker. Nick the mic, though. <laughs> Why is he drooling? I don't know. Apparently, that's his thing. But he's on the radio. Who sees that? Nobody. <laughs> See me with a napkin, patting your head. <laughs> You're drooling again. We could, we'll have one of those like, hand cards. Like, yeah, I'll lay in like one of those carts like, to get at the supermarket. I'll just be like, we'll be in. Hi, everybody. I'm Shaw from Geekstead. <laughs> I was probably way too much. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you're superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> you had to be kind of like, um, what Sean basically said was, hey, welcome all to the Deadpool <laughs> panel. And ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> I loved you and two guys are growing a pizza place. <laughs> I loved, can you, can you introduce me to Mason Fillion? Because he was on that show. <laughs> Whatever happened to the other two people? <laughs> Whatever happened to the pizza place? <laughs> we gave these guys a shot, and he comes out with whatever happened to the pizza place. He does know it's a show, right? Shh, shh, no, he doesn't. He thinks TV is real. <laughs> I mean, yeah. To answer your question, yes, I, I would go. I mean, I would go because even even just as a spectator sport, yeah. Because I do love watching people, right? So I mean, for me to kind of go to a, I hate crowds, yeah. But I hate people, but I love gatherings. This is not ironic. <laughs> uh, I, I would want to just kind of prop myself in a corner and just watch people walk by and go, I can't believe I'm in this place. Yeah, I can't believe they left the house looking like that. <laughs> I can't believe people are waiting in three hours in line to watch a person talk on a microphone. <laughs> oh, wait, we're next. <laughs> like, you know, like, I can't believe there's people here looking, wanting to watch us talk for a couple hours. <laughs> you guys don't have got lives? Like, you're really screaming at the bottom of the barrel watching us. <laughs> what, was the uh, Batman v Superman panel full? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, we're on next. Like, apparently, um, one of the news articles I guess we'll come up with is J.J. Abrams. Yeah. You know, him doing the Star Wars thing. We'll get to that a little later on. We'd be like, hey, th- that would be us. We'd be, we'd be the Kevin Smith of that group. Yeah. Like, hey, oh, cricket, cricket, cricket. You and I just talking to a room. Hello. I'd like to thank, thank everyone for coming, coming, coming. <laughs> Comic-Con, woo 2017, woo And there's one guy who slept through the... Sitting there. <laughs> Off the distance. <laughs> Just faint clap sound. That's my mom. <laughs> you know? I brought her with me. I brought her with me. She's our ride. <laughs> That's our boy. Because <laughs> my mom has passed on, so that would never happen. But my dad. Yeah, it's my son. Yay. 
<laughs> so proud. This guy's so proud. You know what? There may not be any people here, but he's in the room. Yay, you go, boy. I'm so proud of you. You made it. Well, I didn't make it. No, you made it to the room. That's the important thing. Baby steps. <laughs> well, let's talk about the J.J. Abrams story that okay. you know, I've mentioned. J.J. Um, Abrams, of course, did the panel for Star Wars The Force Awakens. And, uh, you know, he... Nice panel. There was a nice reel. We actually pasted on our Facebook uh, page, Geeks Radio. Go there and like it. Find <laughs> out where it is. Um, but they, they showed this three and a half minute reel. Well, before that, uh, they did they do the did they do the four and a half the three and a half minute reel before they wheeled out the stars of the movie. No, well, they did the stars first. Okay, yeah, yeah. They always kind of do the stars first. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, there was Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, Hamill. Carrie Fisher. There, something they probably never done before. Like, I, I actually have the the they recorded it, obviously, mm-hmm. and it's posted at this point somewhere. Yeah, I gotta find it because I really I, this year I kind of wanted to make a conscious effort to watch those panels because usually I'm just like, eh, you know what? It's a panel. They talk about stuff, but. I kind of feel like, you know what, I would really like to see that one. I, I want to see the Batman v Superman. I like mm-hmm. to see, like, this is the first time Ben Affleck's been out in public since, you know, the, the split between him and Jennifer Gardner. Yeah. So I kind of want to, but the Star Wars thing was, like, really, really interesting. Like, I, I kind of want to see that. Like, yeah. you know, and uh, Harrison Ford made a joke because everyone right away is like, how are you feeling? He's like, I'm fine. I walked here. You know? <laughs> so I was like, well, apparently he had a lightsaber cane that he was using really? to walk around. And yeah, because he was still having a little bit. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that that three and a half minute video was basically kind of a, a behind the scenes look. Yeah, really, it was just music and a lot of claps on the on the set. You yeah, know? showing the different the different backdrops that they were using in the film. Um, you watched it, right? Yes. Okay. Biggest surprise: Simon Pegg's in the movie. Yes. I was like, what? He's in a suit. Like, yeah. I, that had to be something. Probably they're probably gonna. I I never would have known that. Yeah, I'll be saying he's probably a, an alien because it looks like. Yeah, he's, it looks he's, like he's, I, he has to put a prosthetic I, head on. I got to be honest, um, it looks like. Maybe the way the editing was, he mm. looks like there was a scene where they had an, like a person in a suit and then a girl, I think, sitting next to him. Yeah, I think he's that person. Yeah, in in the suit. Like I don't know. Maybe it could be maybe somebody like you never can tell because they didn't. They only showed you from like his shoulders up. Right, and then they show you. I, I'm assuming what could be him. So I'm like kind of curious. Like, is he doing the voice? I mean, he's got to be thrilled to death. Right. I mean, think about it. Star Trek. And Star Wars. Yeah. He is living the J.J. Abrams life. Yeah. He's the life that we all want to live. Yes. <laughs> He's a fan. He, he got to write the, the third Star Trek movie. Okay, that brings up an interesting point because there's, I've, I've been to Star Wars Weekend, you know, a few months ago, a couple uh-huh. months ago, and they've had a couple actors and they were talking and, and one was Warwick Davis. And, of course, he played Miwok in sure. Return of the Jedi. And basically, he was just a, like a little kid at the time in a, in a suit. Right. If you got the opportunity to go, you could be in Star Wars. But you got to be like an alien, you know. I totally, that's like that's a no brainer. As soon as you even, I saw the glint in your eye. And you were going to ask me. I was going to say yes, just <laughs> before, before you even had a chance to even spit that question out. I'd be like, could you, yeah? What if you had to be like salacious scrum's butthole? Yes. <laughs> I mean, just to go. Ah, it was in Star Wars. <laughs> Force Awakens. Salacious scrum's butthole. <laughs> I will certainly sign your autograph. And it's just a picture of Salacious Scrum from the behind. That is me with a smiley face. Like, proud to have been there. (laughs) 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 
I mean, yeah, sure, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's obvious because I mean, a lot of the uh, when you watch Star Wars, a lot of the actors don't do the voices. I mean, it's just them standing there, and <laughs> moving around, you know, moving their arms around, moving around. You uh, so know? you're asking me if if like I had to be Salacious Crumbs butthole, I get no words. Right. I'm just you know, they, just they, all... somebody overdubs me. It's actually one that they give Jim Carrey since he does the whole butthole thing. Yes. And they get him to do the voice. I'm Salacious Crumbs butthole. Exactly. Yeah, I would do it. I would. I, I would care. Like, yeah, okay, I didn't do the voiceover. Apparently, they wanted the guy who really talked out his ass, and that was Jim Carrey. Because, you know, he came in looking like Ace Ventura, bent over. I'm in Star Wars. I'm Solution Scrum's butt. I hope I don't, don't mind the smell. I have something to say about that. And that'd be me. That moment of the mouth, the butthole opening up, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I would be. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. How could you say no? Yeah, like, especially if like, if I was an up inspiring actor and I've never seen a single Star Wars movie, right. I might be a little indignant. I'm not being racist, Scrum's butthole. That I'm an actor, <laughs> but as a kid who's seen the other Star Wars movies and the, the second prequel, the prequels, yeah, and being a Star Wars fan, I'd be like, yes, what I, I, butthole? I don't care. Yeah, like I would be. Vader's left nostril if you needed me to be. You know? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't care. You can digitalize me as anything you wanted. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm in a penis race. Woo! Well, okay, that, a little bit further on that, like, what if it took you like four hours in a makeup chair? Don't to, care. Don't care. Okay. Don't right. care. Hey, yeah. I, I mean, I'll do it. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm with you on that. You know, I'm like, yeah. what? I'm going to be six hours in a chair of makeup and just go stand there and not uh, say a word? I, it, I can look. Only thing I would ask is like if my character is standing there doing nothing and Han Solo or Chewbacca or one of the big three come walking by me, I don't care. Yeah. I'm just be sitting there going, in my head, I mean I can't talk. I'm in my head I'm going, What Star Wars You just see the figure the I'll be I'll be the extra in this the video that everyone loops around going, Why is that guy shaking? <laughs> shaking from excitement. I'm gonna be the extra that ruins the tape. <laughs> Every time, and let me just fucking just leave it and no one will notice. Yeah, <laughs> he's so far in the background. No one I'll, will notice. I'll, I'll be the hey, look at that. Look in the background. That look at that guy. It'd be like um, in Star Wars where that stormtrooper bangs his head. Yeah, yeah, I would be that guy. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be, I'd be, yeah, this is that guy shaking. I was shaking from excitement, <laughs> and I had to pee because it took me four hours to get in this thing. You know how hard it is to pee in these things. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, as as we were talking about though, because the, the the cast was on there, they did the interview, they did a nice panel. I'm sure it's online. We can, we'll, we'll we'll post it on our page if we find it. Yeah, definitely get it to us. Um, and then of course they showed that three and a half minutes, like we just talked about. But I mean, how did you feel when you saw those? I mean, like I mean, to me it was like at first when you see the click click, you know, of the, the uh, you know the uh, the panel you always see, right? With the, you know, scene the one, slate, my slate, yeah. At first, I was like, "Okay, you know, it's no big deal." And then, of course, when you saw the characters like popping up, you actually and start seeing more and more. Right. Did you get excited? I mean, yeah, like, I mean, how could you not? Because number one, a lot of practical effects, mm-hmm. and I'm always like, "Oh my god!" Like, like he's going kind of old school with you know, he's paying like a kind of an homage to kind of like he's doing it. I want practical effects. I don't want just all digital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's gonna be some digital effects, but you're gonna have. Practicality, like that, that texture and that that realism, like as an actor, you know, you can interact with something. Like mm-hmm. 
instead of walking to a green room and going, okay, what do I have to look at? I, you ha instead of picturing it in your mind, if you're an actor and you like to kind of feel like you could walk by and look at something and see it and maybe interact. It's kind of like a side take. Mm -hmm. And they go, oh my God, that was brilliant. Let's keep it in. You can't do that if it's, you're in a green room. Yeah. You know, but I mean, I was I was excited. I was like, oh my God, I can't wait. And it's it's only not even half the year away. Yeah. You know, I'm like, wow, I'm going to I'm gonna see these three, these four of you. I mean, basically the original cast. I don't know how long they're going to be in that movie. Mm -hmm. I don't know if everyone's going to make it by the end of that movie. Like, I don't care. Like I just want to. I'm. A, I was like that. That kid. He's going. I'm going to get to see Han Solo fly the Millennium Falcon one more a, time. One more time. Yeah. At least one more time. Yeah. And that alone right now is giving me goosebumps. Yeah. It's silly and it's stupid. Yeah. But I can't help it. It's like, yeah. you know, that's that's why we go to the movies. Yeah. Exactly. Um. I mean, you'll care though if he's if he if, if they he, kill him off. Right. I'm going to be upset. I will shed a tear. Like when I saw Sega. When I saw Sega Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> I meant Terminator Genesis. <laughs> Completely different movie. Second Genesis. A lot of Sonic. <laughs> a lot of fast running. Yeah. When we saw uh, Terminator Genesis, they had the 3D preview for The Force Awakens. Yeah. And I got misty eyed as almost like the, the, when they first saw it. I got teary eyed. And I'm sitting there going, oh, I've seen this before. Like, I should be immune to it. No, as that music built and as I'm watching these scenes, I, my eyes got glassy, like that little kid in me, that that was buried underneath all the cynicism and all the pain that I got from mm. growing up. Went, I'm back. Yeah, like holy shit, let's go. Yeah, and it was just like this is beautiful. Like I mean, I actually had to take off my 3D glasses and my regular glasses to wipe the tears from my eyes just from just joy. Yeah, you know, it was just like, oh my god, this is awesome. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, I did see it in 3D as well when I was on the. Well, you the got Disney, to see it fancy <laughs> on a Disney Cruise, and I I had to say I mean that was the most excited I've gotten like to see that yeah. in 3D. It was just like now when it comes out, I'm definitely going to see it in 3D. Like I'm more like, why am I going to pay five dollars more for 3D? This is ridiculous. Blah, blah, blah. Now you're you know, like, I'm paying it. I'm paying it. Like <laughs> it's shit. Years <laughs> ago, oh my god, it's clear. Is it Star Wars? It's in 3D. Shit, I'm going to have to make money to see that. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. If, if I can get that scene of, of the the Falcon just flying out over my head. Oh, yeah. Just to be like, I'm there. You know. I'm there. I'm there. Take me. Take me, Han Solo. You're my only hope. <laughs> and, of course, as the panel ended of the Star Wars uh, Force Awakens, J.J. Abrams made a special announcement to the audience and said there's a special concert they, <laughs> you're all invited to go let's go and they all left the theater yeah they all went free concert fuck you i'm out <laughs> <laughs> so they left and of course the next panel was it's kevin smith <laughs> <laughs> which i heard that it, it, it people did funnel in it wasn't just like the room it wasn't just him talking to an empty room yeah there were people there that came to specifically to see him but i'm sure that if you know if it wasn't for that free concert with lightsabers, by the way, yeah, like apparently everyone got plastic lightsabers as they were walking at the door. Oh, like yeah, like if you see some of the pictures, there's fireworks in the sky, there's lightsabers being swung. Like it seemed like six thousand people got a lightsaber oh, just for showing up at that wow, free concert. Wow. And I'm just going, that's how you do shit. Like J.J. Abrams was like just slapping out that cash, yeah, or Disney was at least, yeah, you know, kind of going, yeah, you know what. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna flash our Disney wad. Yeah. Oh, what? Free concert, lightsabers, fireworks, 
music. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. And everyone's like, I'm there. Yeah. You know, I would be too. I'd be like, I love Kevin Smith, but yeah. I'll go watch an orchestra for however long it was. I don't know how long the concert was. Yeah. I mean, and it was all Star Wars music. It was all John Williams. Yeah. And you're just kind of going, love you, Kevin, but plastic lightsaber, free concert, Star Wars. I gotta go. And I don't think even he, like, in the last Hollywood Babylon that I, I was listening to, he mentioned that he was going on after. And he's like, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. Like, what am I supposed to? He's like, if they show footage, I, I might not even go to my own panel. He's like, I'm gonna be too busy crying like a little bitch. Like, I, well, speaking of that with, with Kevin Smith, he did an interview with uh, an LA Times writer. I, I don't remember the woman's name. I apologize in that in advance, but. There was an interview. Because they listen. Right. <laughs> but, this is the reason why we're not going to invite the Comic-Con, because you don't remember people's names. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah, right. These guys are really funny. Fuck, I forgot my name. Cross him off the list. <laughs> but he was, he was talking to, she was talking to Kevin Smith about the, he was on set. Like, J.J. invited him. He goes, you know, J.J.'s like, you know, talking to him. And he goes, oh, if you're ever in London, you know, come on over. At the set. Right. He goes, I happen to be in London <laughs> while you're shooting this thing. And, of course, he's like, J.J. Robinson thinking, fuck, like, <laughs> why did I invite him? I think he'd come to London. <laughs> but he was doing a, a show f- uh, f- uh, with uh, Kevin. Oh, uh, yeah, they Kiss were – um, no, well, they were doing that and a Hollywood Babylon. They happened to be there. Like, Oh, that's right, the Hollywood – that's right, he did mention that. So he was able to go on the set and he goes – he goes, the, he goes, the, like, how was it? And he goes, it was amazing. He goes, he goes the, the sets were unbelievable. And he goes, to see the Millennium Falcon, you know, you, you, you see it as a kid, you know, it's a model uh-huh. and that kind of thing. But he goes, this guy actually built the Millennium Falcon, like, yeah. to spec, you know, and it was amazing. And he goes, we went up the ramp and he goes, at first, he goes, you know, I, I stepped on it. Was I was back in my thirties, you know, making movies and you know, and, and yeah. thinking about that and how, like, you know, because like I reference, you know, stuff. And then he goes, I was in my twenties. Then after that, you know, I was working with clerks and doing the View Askew movies, you know, mentioning Star Wars over and over again. And he goes, I got to the top of rant. I was that eight year old kid watching Star Wars again, like getting teary eyed, yeah. you know. And and JJ's like, I'm I'm sorry. He goes, No, no. He goes, This is the greatest moment of my life, you know. He goes, This is this is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, he says you're doing God's work. <laughs> <laughs> so they they go through the you know through the ship and, and uh-huh. you know, thing, and he goes he goes one of the things that I I thought was amazing was that that really made me like happy was that when they made the original Star Wars the 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 table where they do the chess scenes uh-huh. there's these uh, harnesses that they wear the belt okay. the seat belts and he goes back then they thought it'd be futuristic if they put bubble wrap. Wrapped around this the seatbelt, okay. so so JJ Abrams like saw that and put that in yeah. the Millennium Falcon. He goes, he goes, I can't believe like from like over thirty years ago, this movie. You know, you see the Millennium Falcon and they they have this yeah. problem make it futuristic, and he puts it in there because he wants the continuity yeah. to be so close to the original that that's what he did. Like yeah. he's, he goes, I got just so misty eyed. He goes, he goes, it was, it was the most. I am going to cry like a little bitch that for two hours. I know it. I'm going to be walking out going, (laughs) I mean, just even if it's like the best, like it could be the worst movie ever. Yeah. Like it could be a a complete waste of time. But I'm going to be going, I don't care. I just, it's a Millennium Falcon. Like I I, I don't see, like people can slam him all he wants, all they want about J.J. I love all his stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I, there's nothing he can do that's going to be wrong in my eyes yeah. unless he 
says, oh, yeah, this time Luke and Leia aren't brother and sister. They've actually been lovers this whole time. You know, it's, <laughs> I'd be like, really? <laughs> like, <laughs> so do you want to continue on with Star Wars news or do you want to move on to another subject? No, I mean, whatever else you got. For the, like, well, I'm gonna, I just want to briefly go over the Rogue One. You oh, know, yeah, sure. It's coming out next that, year. That came out because I heard an interesting little tidbit, too. So what do you, let's see what you, what do you got? What well, do first you off, they, that they've already actually, they're starting shooting this like three weeks ago. Yeah. Like nobody knew about it. They kept yeah. it under wraps and finally it leaked out that. Uh, so they are trying to keep their promise about having a Star Wars movie come out every, every year. Every year, right. And, then, you know, and Felicity <sighs> Jones has started filming her scenes already at the Pinewood Studios in London. Okay. So she's, she's out there working already. And, of course, it's going to be helmed by uh, the Godzilla director, Gareth Edwards. Okay. I like, it. I like Godzilla, so. And it's going to re- uh, revolve around the heist of the st- stolen Star Wars plans, that the, the premise of the movie oh. so far. So then that would tie into the news that I heard. What's that? Darth Vader's going to be in it. That's the, that was my next article. Yes, you're right. Yes. Darth Vader will be in the next installment of Star Wars Rogue One. Um, it's going to be a cast of um, bounty hunters is basically going to go after it. It's a heist flick. It's exactly it's it. Ocean's Eleven meets Star Wars. And, of course, it's going to be Boba Fett, Bosk, Dag- Boba Fett, <laughs> Dagnar, Zookas, 4LOM, IG-88, and Cad Bane. Cad Bane is of Clone Wars uh, storyline, the cartoon. So they're actually, See, how can you not be excited about something like that? I know, because, I mean, like, I've been watching it. Like, Cad Bane, I've been watching Clone Wars, like right. I said, in the last couple of weeks. And Cad Bane is, like, that ruthless the, bounty he's, hunter. He's the shining star of and the I'm like, I'm like, ooh, I love him. Like, like I, I love Boba Fett. Like, he's one of my favorite yeah, Star Wars guys. everyone loves Boba Fett. Yeah. Boba but, Fett. Boba Fett. Sorry, I was... <laughs> But Cad Bane is, is up there in terms of of, of cool factor. Like, like, like I could see them doing a TV show, a Boba Fett, Cad Bane <laughs> bounty hunter TV show. You know, like like the odd couple. <laughs> do, 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 you know? Boba Fett's all <laughs> anal and you know clean, and Bane is all like dirty and sloppy, <laughs> putting his dirty feet up on a coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> Two single guys trying to live together in a tight apartment. Right. <laughs> so, of course, they found out their stolen plans, so they send the bounty hunters to go after the plans. Oh, okay. And, of course, Darth Vader does find out initially in the movie, and he joins into the chase for the I for wonder the if that'll end, if the movie will end with him getting ready to board the um, the ship that starts off Star it's Wars. Mm, that'd be good. That, would, just, that would be a, yeah, that would be a <laughs> neat little, you know. Like kind of like oh look at that like it's it's like a prequel, uh, yeah. I'm okay. How do you feel about Vader making a a re- return? Yeah. I mean, it's it's when you see he's one of those presents that you yeah. He's yeah it's a, like you you cringe or you you James Earl Jones is still alive. Yes, you know, so you, you do have the voice. So that's that once makes it so much better. So to see him again as an evil like emperor. See, Lord, you know, I see you're like, saying like when we saw. The last we saw Vader, he was standing in a room going, no! Yeah. And everyone has made fun of that scene since that moment. And it really, in my eyes, took a ding out of Vader's presence. Yeah. The, because knowing that whole prequel really, like, I know he, you were trying to feel, I knew Lucas was trying to make you feel sympathy for Vader, mm-hmm. but he almost kind of made it into a mockery. Yes. So, I mean, to have him come back and and be the badass, almost almost kind of like it's going to redeem those that storyline again. Mm-hmm. You know, like, all right, you know, I, I'm... 
They're also going to introduce a new bounty hunter. They don't have a name yet, but it's going to be a Wookiee. Oh. So we're gonna have a yeah. So we're gonna have a little like Chewbacca kind of thing going it's, on. We call it it's multicultural. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of, um, I don't know if you noticed, and this goes back to the the three and a half minute video that they showed. Did you see who is in the movie? The co-pilot that Lando was sitting next to. I always forget the guy's name. Yeah. In the third movie. Yes. He's in this new one. Yeah. And I'm like, J.J. Abrams, you, I, fucking, you're a genius. Well, that's the thing. Like, like. I don't know if how much how many trailers you've seen of the uh, Star Wars Battlefront or Clone Wars, but those characters or those those life forms right. are in those in various ways. So like Greedo's character, there's more of those kind of characters. Right. I don't know what his race is called. I, I'm a right. bad Star Wars, you know, right. fan. Right now, some nerds going, he's but those type of, of, of life forms are in other shows, and they're expanding those like uh, species okay. throughout the shows and, and the movies yeah. that you're giving more, you know. Disney is actually making a universe. Exactly. It, that's what it comes down and, to. And, that's, like, and they, you know, that's that's what their that's what their goal is. I mean, like in the next five years, we're going to see a lot more in Disney just in these films. I mean, of course, we're all, we're getting Star Wars Rebels on television. Right. They're also they're all still in talks of doing a live action Star Wars show. I mean, that's still that's still uh, in the back burner. Right. It's been working. But they're also, like I said, they have the Star Wars weekends, but they do want to make an. A, they, it's confirmed now that there is going to be a new park in Disney World that's going to be Star Wars. Yeah, that's just a matter. Yeah, that was just a matter of time. Yeah, so they just went. You, yeah, you know what? This isn't working. Let's erase it and build up from the ground up again, and we'll do Star. Star welcome to Star Wars Land. You know, it's a world of Vader, a world of Darth. It's a world of lightsabers, a world of blasters. <laughs> There's also going to be shadow troopers as well in the expanded universe. There was these shadow troopers, the elite force of stormtroopers that like actually, actually hit, actually hit what they shoot, shoot fire exactly. So they're going to be in in the uh, Rogue One series okay. as well. Uh, okay, now one of our faithful listeners and our friend Dave Sipon mm-hmm. um, keeps posting, not posting, but keeps has a question about a lot of the stills I've been seeing. A lot of like they had a Tie Fighter has a red mark on it, mm-hmm. like almost like and and C three PO has like a red arm mm-hmm. now. Uh, he was kind of like, "What's with all the red stuff?" I'm, I, I don't know yet. Obviously, you have to see the movie. Maybe they give it a, a real definition. Mm-hmm. In my nerd head, I'm thinking that maybe these the it's markings to distinguish between good guy versus bad guy. I'm also thinking too there might be actually more to this than what we're seeing. I mean, it might not be the, might not be the final product. <clears throat> I'm thinking along the lines of because of where they are in the markings, <clears throat> they might be like a different type of green screen that we're going to finally see. Get to see a, a more advanced uh, CGI uh, Ooh, technology, you. you know, type of thing. Because okay. where it's spray paint on the Tie Fighter, it's around the. Uh, where the pilot sits, the outside, and right. part of the the, the, oh, the so side you're wing. That no one ever really knew how they get into a Tie Fighter. So maybe you're saying that that, that red mark is going to be a, mar- a marking area where, like, maybe there's something that slides out. No, you won't. You like I said, you won't even see the red on the on the screen. Well, no, that's what I meant. Like, they're going to take that red spot and overlay it with like um, some CGI where you actually see a guy sit into something and then slides into. Yeah, it could be, or yeah. it could be like a fire, uh, ep- like it's because ex- okay. it's on the ground, it might right. be like on fire and they they might have the pilot inside and they don't really want him on fire, so right. they're going to have the CGI okay. fire and there's going to be a storyline behind it. There might be something with his arm getting cut off for C-3PO. Right. I don't know. I mean, like, that's just my guess, but I mean, <coughs> I know I know when... Bless the- me. <laughs> Bless you one more time. There Thank you, you go. Thank you very much. So, like, 
that's why I'm thinking maybe that's the kind of effects. Have to wait to find out. Have to wait to find out. That's exactly it. I mean, we don't know. And, you know, when it revealed, you're like, (gasps) Uh awesome. Or that sucked. Any more Star Wars news? Um, that is it for Star Wars that I have. I, I okay, mean, no, no, no. I was just curious. I was thinking like uh, like to continue on with more stuff. Not, not that I could talk about Star Wars all day. I yeah, don't mind. yeah, yeah. Um, but we are talking about Comic Con. Yes. Um, another thing that I saw. Um, I saw that Steve Amell mm-hmm. Arrow has come uh, right before their panel. He came out in, in his costume, new costume, yes, new costume, and he has addressed himself as Green Arrow. Yes. I'm like, oh. What's going to happen? I, I gotta be honest. I kind of fell off Arrow because of time restraints. With my, I usually watch it with my sister, yeah. So I didn't get to see the season finale. I do know Raza Ghul's in it. I know that he kind of you. Know, I, I know. Yeah, there's a lot more of the storyline. Right. You're, you're, I'm not gonna tell you. Right. But, you know. I, don't tell me because I'm just gonna buy it on Blu-ray. I'm just gonna binge watch it when it comes out. Yeah. Um, you have to watch it though because it's really exciting. I I I, I love the show and yeah. I I almost feel bad for not being able to keep up with it. Mm-hmm. I think this season. Season five, season four. Is it season four? Uh, yeah, season, season four. four. I'm going to have to tell my sister, like, look, you watch it without me, and I'm going to watch it on my own. Yeah. Just because I feel like I, that and Flash and Supernatural, like the three shows that I watch religiously with my sister, but because of I work at nights and she's a mother of two, mm-hmm. you know, married mother of two. So time is kind of a, a luxury that yeah. we don't seem to be able to have to be able to be together to Connect watch it. at the same time, yeah. So I'm going to probably just tell her, you go do it, and I'm going to go do it, and we'll just chit-chat about it. Oh, my God, did you see this episode? Of you know, yeah. That kind of thing. So, um, yeah, so he had his panel. I didn't see, like, again, that was one of the panels that I ticked off in my head to want to watch. Yeah. You know, that's kind of my Green Arrow news. Okay. Um, then, uh, obviously, Deadpool. Yes. They had, uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you stuff I know that you don't have I don't yeah. know if, if you have an article, just grab it right. and we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, they had a Deadpool kind of right. panel. They leaked the trailer. They showed the trailer. Well, yeah. they showed the trailer. Obviously, someone recorded it and leaked it. Yes. Um, uh, looks great. I, I got to be honest. I'm excited to see this movie. You know, um, again, our good friend Sipon didn't really seem to get the concept of the fact that this has got nothing to do with the first Wolverine movie. Mm. Nothing at all. Right. Like, this is definitely like, a, oh, shit, you know, and the reason why they got Ryan Reynolds is because everyone kind of agreed only person that could do Deadpool was, in, Ryan. was Ryan Reynolds. Yes. He's got the snark. He's got the attitude. He also has the fighting ability because how many times have we seen him kick ass? Yeah. You know, so people want him. And you know what? There was even a great joke in the movie, him busting on Green Lantern, yeah. where they're going, I want the costume to be not green. And not animated because yeah. that apparently was the green the Green Lantern costume. A lot of people had picked that was that it was animated. It yeah. was no, you know, and green, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, yeah, it looked bloody. It looked violent. A lot and, of they, and they always they always change an origin story. If you read comic books, you know, well, you're a comic book fan. This they was always... actually more like the comic book, right? But I'm saying this is that like if if you think that the Wolverine or X Men, which is not, uh, yeah, but if that's what you think is the true origin of, yeah, of Deadpool. You're kind of wrong, but if you if you believe that that's the way it is, yeah, then that's it, fine. It is one of those things where it's like um, your introduction to Deadpool was the Wolverine. That's going to be your origin story. You're going to be confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His origin story is he had cancer and he volunteered for this thing, and it went horribly wrong or horribly right. Yeah, and, you know, it didn't. He thought it was going to cure his cancer, and it didn't. It just he has just regenerative powers. So, but he, it caught him in flux of at the worst moment of time for the cancer. It never cured it. So the cancer is eating him up from the inside. 
and because of the regeneration, he's healing at the same time, but also in ex- supposed to be, at least in the comic books, an extreme amount of pain because he's dying. Mm-hmm. He's always on the edge of death. Mm-hmm. You know, and we'll see. Well, yeah. It looked great. Yeah. I, lots I, lo- of I, like the, I like the fact that they added the test footage. Though they reshot yeah. the test footage into the into the film, so I mean that test footage made me laugh, and I was like in, on board right away once I saw that. Yeah. And then to have that in there was like, oh, that's even better because now it's like I get to say, yeah, that's what we saw, and that's like, <laughs> yeah, it's great, you know. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited for that movie. I just February next year. Yeah, I mean it's like wow. Yeah, like, 2016 is going to be a big year because right after that we have the big one. Batman v Superman, Superman, yes. Which uh, the trailer also was there, and they leaked it again uh, online, and they actually put it up officially. Yes, so you can actually watch a clear view instead of some, you know, like some bootleg version. Yeah. Uh, what did you think? <sighs> Honestly, come on. You know, it, it made me want to see the movie actually a little less now than it. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. How come? I just didn't like the whole Superman aspect of it. And then the like Wonder Woman type of thing. I'm like, I'm well, like, you only saw her briefly, like briefly. So it's like. But like I'm like oh, I don't. I'm know. getting a chuckle out of people going, "Oh, well, this was the moment where all those Wonder Woman haters all had to eat their words." I'm, I'm sitting there going, "You saw her for ten seconds, and you Get saw her that, get slammed. Yeah. Into, you saw her get slammed into a car and then jump out. That was it." Yeah, I still think she's still a little skinny. And and, and they didn't show any Aquaman. In I that, don't think. And then at least rumor has it you're not going to see you're not going to see Aquaman in action. Okay. Apparently, you're going to see Aquaman and you're going to see Flash. In the movie, this is what I learned from Hollywood Babylon. Okay. This is what the rumor in the industry is going to be, is that um, you're going to see in like a Lex, in like a LexCorp, you're going to have monitors, and you're going to see like um, a robbery get foiled by a flash going by. Uh-huh. That's your flash intro. Um, that's your flash cameo. Yeah. And that apparently Aquaman is captured by LexCorp. Uh, okay. And you see him in a like glass tube filled with water and on a monitor. Yeah. You're not going... Now, that could be completely wrong. I mean, it could be in the movie, but they could have a bumper where he gets breaks out. I, yeah. I don't know. Like, right. I, it's going to be one of those movies where we have to sit down to the very end to kind of... Before we walk and go, oh my God, you see that? Screen? Like, you got to see Batman sleep with Wonder Woman. You know? <laughs> you know? Uh, so, a little less. Huh? I know you weren't a fan of the Lex Luthor hair thing. Yeah, that was that was also bothering me as well. I mean, you know, especially seeing him talking and you're like, boy, I hope he loses that hair. <laughs> like, I, Well, apparently he does because I heard that he was bald on, on set. I, I think... I, I'm, I'm thinking more along like, you're going to see that hair through the whole movie and then, like, at the end of the movie... That's when like kryptonite's going to like rain down or something like that. Like something was some weapon that he created to try and stop Superman blows up in his face basically and causes the well, radiation. That's kind of what happened. Actually, happened in in, in, in Superboy com- in the comic books. Yeah, because he was friends with Super in the in the Superboy comics. Yeah, they were friends. He had the glorious red hair, and he's a, a chemical expert. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to find a way to cure Superman of kryptonite. You know, the the to solve the fact that kryptonite affects him the way it does. Yeah. There was an explosion, boom, bald. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's 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 what I'm kind of thinking. All those I, I think it's going to be more. I think you're going to be to be close. I think it's going to be cancer. Okay. I think he's going to get cancer from the kryptonite because they have a scene with the kryptonite in a, in a glass jar kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, I think that that's going to affect him f- 
physically, and I think he's going to start losing his hair throughout the process. You may be right by the very end. He'll have the glorious bald head. Yeah. Maybe in that metal suit that you know is supposed to help him. Yes. Like oh, that might be cool. But that actually does bring up a couple couple of things that, that again I want to answer viewer mail. I wanted to do this live on the show. Yeah. Um, but uh, Dave again, you yeah. know, he likes to text us, like message us throughout the week, going, "What's going on with this?" Because apparently we're his experts. <laughs> <laughs> he he's like, um, uh, hey, let's see, it's going to be. Oh, well, here's our conversation about the Deadpool thing. I'm a little confused. Didn't he become Deadpool in the first Wolverine movie? Are they changing the origin but keeping the same actor? My response was, it's more of a reboot to make the comic the, closer to the comic, and everyone kind of agreed that Ronald's the only guy that could do the character some real comic book justice. He's like, that's kind of funny since people lose their minds about him playing Green Lantern, which I feel was the writer's fault, not his. And he's, P.S., what's up with Zod's body being shown in the, in the movie trailer? If he's not, if he's not really dead, that, that alone is going to suck ass. <laughs> and I, I figured I was instead of responding to it, I was gonna, just going to respond to it on the show. Yeah, like viewer mail with listener mail with Sean. <laughs> um, I think Zod's dead. Yeah, I think he's flat dead. up dead. Yeah, I think Luther had him transported to LexCorp to do obviously research research on. Yeah. Now there's a scene in the movie where you see Batman. Superman, like Batman jumping on top of Superman, they go crash through a roof. Right. You're kind of thinking, again, first thing in my head going, like, the Superman's so strong, he should have just been, Batman should have just bounced off of him. Right. The rumor that I hear, and I don't, I really don't buy this as a, as a, a viable plot line, that suit that Batman's wearing is the armor that Zod is wearing, that he modified it and, 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 and basically molded it to fit his body mm. and that, that like I said I don't buy it at all yeah. because it looks completely different than yeah. there's no patterns or it's, it's 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 just sheer metal right now what's powering it could be a different story like right. it, maybe it is Kryptonian science yeah because Bruce is supposed to be really really smart or he stole the tech from Lex you don't know right um, so I kind of feel like you need you need I did like and I, I really wish I could be able to pull audio bits from when we talked about Man of Steel. Because it was you, me, and Dave. Yeah. I made some predictions yeah. about, like, I think we're going to see Kryptonite in this movie. And how I feel, again, not having seen the movie, I'm going to say it now so we can at least go back to this article, this, this, this podcast. Yeah. In Man of Steel, you had that world changer thing uh-huh. that was terraforming the Earth into Krypton. Yeah. I, just because Superman broke it, doesn't mean that the damage was already done to the earth. Right. It doesn't. It's not a rubber band. It doesn't snap back into normalcy. I believe that there's pockets pockets of concentrated krypton in the earth's core, mm-hmm. and that I think that Lex has been able to find and Bruce maybe yeah. find ways to be able to find that through the radiation, pull that out to be able to do their own kind of research on it, which is I think the re, you know like that's my guess. Mm-hmm. I do like. Um, how it seems to take place at the same time at the end of Man of Steel, it the movie kind of looks like it kicks off mm-hmm. because there's a whole you know, like the whole you see the Wayne Financial Building collapse and the big dust ball. Oh, the one man who's running towards it is Bruce, just yeah. kind of ch- hauling ass. I'm just going, God damn! Right away, he's already a hero. Just, yeah. like you're just like, oh. and then you know the mad the he. Really knows how to. He really knows how to mug that mad look. Yeah, like he looks pissed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I I did like 
the scenes I did see with Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne, uh-huh. I, I thought that was pretty. You know, I'm like, okay, you know what? That flick's going to kick ass. That's where everyone's going to be I, like, I, I think, was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I'm still in the wait and see camp. I, I, but I think probably at this point that he's going to be the best thing, the only good thing in this movie. Really? Yes. <sighs> I mean, I, I, that's, you know, that's just my opinion. I love I, that. You know, you can take it for what it is, whatever you want to say. But because I think that this movie and all is going to be shit. Here's the, I mean, okay. And, and it's, no, no, no. I, I mean, mean, I mean, I could be wrong. I could be like, holy crap. I mean, my words. We're going to walk out. And I'm going to look at you and I go, well, and you go, I was wrong. I'd be like, ah, suck it. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's going to be like, I don't think it's going to be a masterpiece. Yeah. I think it'll be why you go to the movies. You get to see Batman and fight, super, fight Superman. And I don't know what role Wonder Woman has because her getting slammed to that car looked like she got slammed pretty hard. Yeah. How do you know that it wasn't Superman? And there's a scene where Bruce and Diana are dancing. So you don't know if they've already known each other. Like yeah. maybe they have a past relationship and you just don't know. Yeah. Like that's kind of like the beauty of just seeing those flashes. I'm also kind of curious about the the, the red capes are coming. Yeah. That line or the yeah. red capes are coming. The red capes are coming. It looks like, and there's a scene where Batman's kind of looks like he's in, the, in a desert fighting people with the, the Superman patch on their arm. Yeah. It almost looks like like there's people who, who are blindly following, I don't know. Like that's, but, that's, but that's the thing. Like I th- The way I see it is the fact is, is that the, 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 the people of the world have kind of almost <clears throat> made him a god. You know, sure. there's, there's so there's, there be some who do and some There was that uh, uh, the statue statue in the it last trip, false god. right? And it, you know that was over and it said false god on it. So that's why I think like I think that people think that he's a hope for the world, and they're blindly following him. There's like this army of Superman, you know, or Superman right, followers, like super soldiers, yeah, that are doing this, and that's why they're you know uh, with Superman, like, so a, I, like almost like a militia that Superman does not really support, but he ex- doesn't stop. Exactly. Um, I, I do. I also kind of predicted a little bit back then that, uh, what the fuck I was thinking? Oh, that there was going to be people just flat out, just you're either going to accept them or don't like, you're going to find him a threat because that's kind of what, what Bruce kind of says is like, this guy could kill the world if he wanted to. Yeah. He's got to be stopped. Yeah. Like, like there's that moment where you just kind of go, who's going to, I have to step up. And I'm going to talk the sexy Diana into it, who you know, the skinny girl, like, <laughs> the skinny girl with a shield and a sword. Like, I mean, she's pretty. Yeah. I'm not. I'm, you know, she. I just, I don't know. It's just she to me is. Like, I've seen Superman. I've seen him act. Yeah. I like him as an actor. I, I know what Ben could do. I'm, I'm all behind Ben. Yeah. Um, I've seen her in Fast and Furious, and that's it. And it's a small role. Yeah. So I don't know if she can pull it off. I, I'm, I'm gonna wait and see on that one. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping, but I'm in the back of my head, I'm just kind of going, eh, she's not my Wonder Woman. <laughs> uh, and how about that scene where you see Bruce Wayne looking at the Robin costume and it says, ha ha ha, the joke's on you? Yeah. I, I, I like obviously that's the Joker thing. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was pretty. And I was like, I was kind of like, wow, like, like, I'm like, where in the where timeline are these people? That's the that's the thing I think that is going to either make it really bad or really good. Like <coughs> I see this as a futuristic movie. Like you know, I I, I, I think I said it before in right, the past episode. Like, that- this is like kind of like Batman's been established, Wonder Woman's established, Aquaman and so on has been established. Yeah, bless you. One more time, one more time. There you go, bless yeah. you. 
I got some dust up my nose. Yeah. Cocaine, man. <laughs> uh, it's that time of year. Hate <laughs> so, uh, so that was the thing. I'm like, wow, Robin's been around then, and if he has a costume, that means that it's probably like either he's passed on or he's moved on to Nightwing. Well, or- well according to um, the timeline, from what I understand, is that is that Batman has been Batman for a number of years. Okay. It's like Batman's like 10, 15, maybe 20 years into being bat from being Batman. Okay. And it's the reason why he's got gray hair a little bit. Um, it's starting to go gray. Yeah. And he's been retired. Okay. And that the events that have unfolded because of Man of Steel, he comes out of retirement to try to bring justice to Superman. Okay. Okay. So now, during that film... You know, you have that 20, 10, 15, 20 years of time that's never been explained. Mm. He loses Robin to Joker, apparently, because um, apparently Joker makes an appearance in this movie Mm. and Batman makes an appearance in Suicide Squad. Mm. Now, what part of that 20 year time frame that Suicide Squad comes in? Because they actually showed the trailer for that too this weekend to tie, kind of keep going with the San Diego Comic Con. You got to see that, and we'll talk about that in a moment, but you do see Batman in that one. So maybe some, like, you don't know if, you, you could be right that this movie could be set 20 years into the future. Yeah. And that any subsequent movie that comes out is going to be, like, in the past. Like a prequel, in, in, yeah. In, in pre, it kind of prequels to the Justice League movie. Yeah. You know, which is kind of risky, because that can be, because I'll be honest, most people are idiots. Yeah. Us included. All right. You know, so unless you kind of go, well, I just saw man, Batman v Superman, and Bruce has dark, like graying hair. Why does he not have it in this movie? Yeah, like Sipon would be the kind of guy to go. I don't understand. Like, how come in the, did he dye his hair? Like, he wouldn't get the concept unless, unless right before the movie starts, or it's Batman Year One. This movie takes place. 20 years before Batman v Superman. Yeah. Unless that is painted on the screen, people are not going to know. Right. You know, like, maybe Wonder Woman's been there the whole time. Like, you know, it's, keep in mind that Man of Steel is an intro to Man of Steel and Batman v Superman Mm -hmm. isn't a sequel to Man of Steel. Yeah, right. It's its own movie. Mm -hmm. It just happens to have Superman, Batman in it. Yeah. You know, so you think that, oh, well, in, in kind of in your own head, you're going, well, Superman's in it, and this is the second movie that has Superman in it. It must be a sequel. Sequel, right? No, it's supposed to help launch the. I mean, that's Justice the thing. for me. That's 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 one of the things I have a problem with. Is this? I'm having a hard time letting that go. In fact, is I'm still thinking this is a Man of Steel sequel. Like that's right, how it is, I'm looking. It is not, not Man of Steel two. It right. is Batman v Superman, and this movie is supposed to launch the whole DC universe of Batman because. Another article that just came out to kind of keep going with the whole Batman part of the show. Um, Affleck signed a deal to write and direct a standalone Batman mm-hmm. feature called the thing is called The Batman at the moment. Yeah. You know, so you're like, which, okay, let's be honest. It's him. I think I Jeff have Johns. This article, oh, so, yeah, right. so they just pulled this finest. Yeah, him, quickly. Jeff Johns, and the guy who helped write article and who. Argo, yeah, and who also helped rewrite most of Batman v Superman. Yes, you know that they are teaming up together to write, and, and he's going to direct it. Which I'm, I'm going to say, this should shut up a lot of people. 
I just like the fact that Jeff Johns is involved in this. Some people are going. I, some people don't like it because he's involved in the whole Green Lantern movie. Okay, I, I, you can see, but you got to see yeah, both sides. Like, yeah, I'm, but the thing for me is, is that I, you know, I, this is one of the things we've had a conversation. I think in private. I don't think we ever did it on air. Where comic book writers should be involved yeah. a little bit more than just executive producing the film. Yeah, just show, you standing up going, yeah, what are you guys doing? All right, that's fine. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like, like they wrote a lot of great stories. There's a lot of great history. Yeah. For, I mean, 75 years of Batman. I mean, granted, you're not going to look at a 1930s or 1940s yeah. comic book and go, let's let's make this a movie. Right, you know? back then, Batman used guns. Yeah. You know? You know, so stuff like that. Like, you, you, you're, you're, you're going to use what we know as a current age now. Right. And, but I just like the fact that they're using writers, getting them involved more and more in, right. in, in the process because... They they write them on a daily basis. Right, they you know? know the character better than anybody else. Exactly, and that's that's the kind of thing that you really want to see more and more happen. Now it could be shit. Like that's the thing. Like Jeff yeah. Johns could be fucking this he, thing he up. He may know how to write a comic book, but he might not know how to write a, write a movie. Yes, and I think that that's probably mo- probably going to be most of the case. But I think that's the reason why you have him writing it with the guy who helped an Oscar winner writer in the guy who wrote Argo. Yes, you know, and to have. Not necessarily an Oscar winner director, but a guy who produced an Oscar winning movie because Ben wasn't nominated for director for Argo. Yeah, and I, I think that he was completely ripped off. Obviously, yeah. looking back, you go, he won the he won all the other awards mm-hmm. except the Oscars because he was ignored. Um, I think you're looking at an award winning director who already has who already had an Oscar under his belt for writing Goodwill Hunting. Yes, so I mean you're looking at. This could be, depending on how it goes, I'm going to say it now, this could be an Oscar-nominated Batman film for Best Picture. Wow. I, I don't see it, but wow. I, I mean, I, I, it would be a shame because of how the... How the not, um, not, because, not because of all Ben Affleck. I, like, right, I but think because how the Academy looks, looks at, at superhero films, movies. Right, I think that's too cartoonish or kiddish that it's, it's not worth the, it's possible, the effort. It's, it's, it's quite possible, but like I said, you saw... I'm going to say how great um, Cap 2 was. Mm-hmm. Winter Soldier was a phenomenal movie, and it's a movie that didn't need superheroes in it to still be a goddamn good movie. Yes. I think Ben could do the same thing for what Captain what Winter Soldier did for Captain America. I think Ben Affleck can do for Batman mm-hmm. as a director, writer. Yeah. I, I do. I just, I, I mean, people are going to be like, no, he sucks. Daredevil. You know what? Daredevil was 15 years ago. He yeah. has grown into a, an actor, a director, a producer, still a writer. I'm telling you, he is, and he loves Batman. Loves Batman. Yeah. Always has. Only reason why he did Daredevil is because he couldn't do Batman. <laughs> now <laughs> so, he can. Now he can. And I think you're going to find that he's going to go and he's going to, I'm going to write the definitive Batman story. Yeah. You know, I'm going to make the, the Batman movie the, the top all Batman movies. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I you know. Well, Speaking along the lines of, of Batman, of course, their history and all, there was a little bomb nugget that people missed at the San Diego Comic Con was announced. The next animated movie. Of course, we watch all the DC animated uh, yes. movies. And this one I thought was a nice little surprise to get. Yes. You know, of course, I think one of the greatest ones that they've done so far. I mean, they've done a lot of great ones. I'm not going to say, like, right, DC yeah. knows, really knows how to make animated movies. And the, the last one I thought was phenomenal, of course, was The Dark Knight Returns. I mean, they took yes. that comic, uh, you know, that graphic novel into a movie. I that's, might go watch that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that was, it was phenomenal. I mean, they, they did it really well. 
And they said the next one that they're working on is The Killing Joke. I cannot wait. I, I got to be honest. If they don't get Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill to do those voices, Mark Hamill said years ago, I would retire, I would come out of retirement doing the Joker for the card for the animated series if they did The Killing Joke. Yeah. I, yeah come on. He's, and especially now is the right time to do it because he has Star Wars coming back. Yeah. You're going to put him back in, into the limelight. Not only, I mean, okay, people who are fans of Batman know that in my head he's the definitive voice for the Joker. Yeah. But there's some people out there who don't know and might, might go, oh my God, you're going to have Mark Hamill be the voice of Joker? That seems like Luke Skywalker. That's, you're going to get this whole, like, no, let me sit down and let me teach you something. Let me educate you. Yeah, let me educate you on the Batman, the animated series, and the Joker. And you need Kevin Conroy. Like, you need those two back together, especially for this story. Yeah. Question is, how dark are they going to go? Like, is this going to be a PG-13 movie, or is it going to be a rated R animated? I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm super excited, and this is the one that, this is a big one. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I, it's this thing. Like, I don't know, I, I don't know what the rating was for The Dark Knight Returns. It was PG-13. PG-13. Yeah. But, I mean, that was a brilliant it, yeah. piece of art that they put together as an, as an animated film. Yes. Based off the Two comic. parts, and that they were able to link it all together. It's all. <laughs> it was gorgeous. It's gorgeous. You know, so if you haven't seen it, kids, go out and see it because yeah. it's, it's worth seeing. I mean, it's one of those definitive shit that really changed the face of Batman in the 80s yeah. that made it like... Between that and Dark Knight Returns that you got, between Alan Moore and, and Frank Miller, you got the Batman that we have today. Yeah. Yeah, without those two stories, you we would still be stuck in the Adam West era. Yeah. Probably. Right. Yeah. Oh. Well, <laughs> speaking of, since we're talking about The Killing Joke... Uh, we mentioned Suicide Squad. Yes. Um, the trailer, I gotta be honest, I, I'm I'm still on the fence about. I mean, you having Leto at the at the very end going, "I'm not gonna kill you. I'm just gonna really, really hurt you." Yeah. You know, uh, I'm just like, I, 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 I have to see that. I have to see the leaked trailer, like them putting it up online. Yeah, going, I need to see a clearer with, version with that, because. It, because people were screaming, and you know, granted, I know, I understand. Like, I'd be screaming too if I was at the panel. You like know. a little bitch, like, but, oh, like yeah. When you saw Margot Robbie hanging upside down in her, her cell, I'm just going, all right, I, yeah, yeah, sure, okay. I can see her doing that. But then she started talking. They didn't. They didn't. They were smart. They didn't have her say a lot. Right. She said a couple things, and it didn't sound like my Harley. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there going, sons of bitches, you you're gonna. Cock this thing up all up, yeah. and I know it. And people, you need to be more lenient. I'm like, no. In the animated series, they kind of gave her a definite voice. If you read the comic book, you read it, and it's written in that can't that that cadence. Yeah. You just if if if, if oh, I don't I don't know. Like I'm I'm still on the fence. I, I have no desire. I, I have I'm literally ambivalent about the movie. Mm. Like, okay, it's coming out. Yeah, I'm going to see it because I like movies. But I'm not on the edge of my seat going, oh, my God, I need to see this. Mm-hmm. And then seeing Leto, Jared, at the end, and I'm going, yes. I, I didn't really hear his voice, you know, because people were cheering and all. I still wasn't impressed with the look. I was just like, yeah, fucking tattoos on his face. Yeah. You fucking lied to me. Yeah. You flat out lied to me. Yeah. Saying, oh, no, it was just promotional stuff. Apparently not. Yeah. And that's that, that irritated me the, the most because it was just like, Take it off, like uh, CGI it off, or whatever you have to do to, to fix it. Just, just yeah. take it off because it just, it's not working. I just, I just gotta see how it plays in the big screen. I'm, I'm also curious to see, like, in the cameo that if, if he is a cameo in Batman v Superman, is he going to have the tattoos? Like, 
what part of the 20 year run that Batman's supposed to be going around and did he did he always have those tattoos or did he just got get them yeah like I don't know I'm not, I'm I'm I'll be honest. I'm not looking really forward to this movie. You know, like I I will go see it just because we have a show. We have a show. We need, <laughs> we need to see it. You know, and that's just like, but it's the only reason. You know, yeah. like I you know I, I'm we're still on the fence on seeing Fantastic yeah. Four when that comes uh, out. No, know. not on the fence. I don't want to see it, but I'm yeah. going to again paying to see one movie, sneaking in to watch that one. <laughs> I don't want to give any money to that movie, and. I, I could walk out going, "Oh my god!" I completely need to apologize because it was it was great. I just in my heart of hearts, I just don't feel it. Well, I'm I'm, I'm glad we brought Fantastic Four up because oh. I do have an article here, real quick, that I thought was very interesting. And the uh, thing with no pants. <laughs> the no. thing, has, yeah, it's been kind of already established that the thing is not going to have pants. No, no, no. This has to actually do with uh, Fantastic Four two. Oh. Okay. There's a rumor that's being spread around that that Brian Singer, well, of course, he's wrapping up X Men franchise with the X Men Apocalypse, and uh, you know they're they're talking about another project for him to do, you know, in in the Marvel Universe, and they want him to helm Fantastic Four two to really kind of bring that back into the fold in terms of you know people actually want to see the movie, <laughs> but mainly also too to kind of make a uh, Fantastic Four X Men crossover movie in the future you know so they want to say want him to kind of get get in into that you know okay it seems it's okay I mean, what it starts to start to feel like is mm-hmm. that everybody has noticed how kevin Feige Feige mm-hmm. has been able to orchestrate this marvel universe mm-hmm. and then dc seems to be kind of going okay well no one's a producer but it seems to be more in Zack snyder's hands all right and now Fox is kind of going, well, we need somebody like that for our camp, for our movies. Let's get Brian Singer because he seems to have successful rate with the, the X-Men franchise. Yes. I, 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 okay. But they also did note the fact that Brian Singer did leave the X-Men franchise for X-Men 3, The Last Stand, to, to go, go see Superman. Right. Uh, uh, Superman Returns. Superman Returns. Thank you. And... You know how both those turned out was pretty bad, you know. And uh, yeah, but again, I it's one of those things like Superman Returns was a bad movie in in the way that no one I I, I honestly feel like someone no one really understood what Brian Singer was trying to do. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was trying to make a new Superman. I think he was trying to continue on what Richard Donner was doing with Christopher Reeve. Uh-huh. I think because this movie. Is supposed to be a direct sequel to Superman 2. Yes. So I feel like he was setting the tone and the pace of Superman Returns to equal that of Superman and Superman 2. Okay. I, I think, so that's why you saw a little bit more of a, not a cerebral Superman, but more of a pacifist Superman. Mm. You know, I, I don't know. Like, I, that's always kind of like, because I remember, because I have it on Blu ray and yeah. I watched all the special features and they all say, like, basically, like, you know, he Brandon Ruth kind of looks like Christopher Reeve a little bit. You know, yeah. it's kind of like they they kind of wanted to make it a sequel to Superman two, and it's like I think it missed its mark because in today's world you you want the action movie and you you make a movie that I I guarantee if it played early let's like say eighty three mm-hmm. I think it would have been a huge hit. And I think people would have loved it because you didn't see Superman much. I mean. You, obviously, you got four movies out of him with Christopher Reeve, right. but I think that if if this movie was done 
after Superman two at the time that it came out, I think it probably went a bigger hit, bigger a bigger hit. Right. You know, I just it's just a shame. I enjoyed it. I liked it. I mean, I did find it a little boring. I gotta be honest. I, I've joked that it's a movie where Superman doesn't throw a punch at all. Right. You know, but then they make up for it. Man of Steel with a lot of punches. <laughs> a whole lot of punches. You know. <laughs> And because I think because it's hard to find a good villain for Superman when you are a powerful god who yeah. you go against right out the gate they go well let's give him another Kryptonian alright what's going to happen after that Superman Batman v Superman I think is going to be the Superman versus the world like yeah. it's going to not going to be it's not going to be uh, the story the action is going to focus on the superheroes and trying to beat each other up mm-hmm. and at the end they're all going to like each other like yeah. you know, <laughs> one big group hug um, trying to think, what else came? What else was big in the news? San Diego Comic Con. Well, I, I I I have some other news that I wanted to okay. bring. It's it's related, so I, I think you'll you know we could talk about it a little bit. Yeah, sure. Uh, Chris Pine. Yes. You know he's of course he is Captain Kirk in the Star Trek new series, and uh, he's actually good deciding between two key, key superhero roles in the DC universe. Okay, ah. I heard I heard one, but Which, I know what was the one you heard? Hal Jordan. Yes. Hal Jordan Green Lantern is one of the movies that he's reported that, uh, that he's in talks with. And the other one is Steve Trevor of the Wonder Woman movie. Ooh. I can see him as Steve Trevor. Okay. He's, he's a Boy Scout. Okay. Can you see him as Green Lantern? I can see him as anybody's Green Lantern. I don't see, I don't, I can, I am notably not a fan of Hal Jordan. Yeah. I'm a fan of, of John, John Stewart. Yeah. I'm be more upset if they cast Tyrese Gibson as you know, yeah, as as John Stewart than I would be if Chris Pine was Hal, Hal Jordan. It depends on how they. Ha- it depends again on the writing. I like Chris Pine. I like him as an actor. Mm-hmm. I, you know, he's Kirk is brilliant. Um, of the other side of stuff I've seen him in is that on that train movie with Denzel Washington, Unstoppable. Well, yeah, I like him. Uh, all right, you know what? Let's give Hal Jordan a shot because I heard that the that. It's not going to be a Green Lantern movie, it's, but it's more like a Green Lantern core movie. Yeah. So it's not just going to be him. It's going to be him, John Stewart, everybody else. Right. Now, how that plays in the Marvel universe, I mean, Marvel universe, the DC universe, uh, you don't know. I mean, I, I can see him as Steve Trevor more. Like, I, I think that would be a good fit, uh, you know, in terms of, of, of the movies. Um, as Hal Jordan, I don't think so. I mean, I, I, I don't think. I'm listening. I'm just looking for yeah. an article. I just don't think that he is the type of actor that can handle that kind of role because the way his style is of acting is not a Hal Jordan style. And, I mean, like, he could grow and have yeah. a different rage that I don't know, that I'm not aware of. But I just don't see him, you know, I still still, like, I mean, we've, I think we've talked about in the past where, like, Nathan Fillion would be a more a better Hal Jordan than... Yes, yeah. right, that's because he's the voice, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, he does have that kind of swagger. Yeah. I, I, to me, Hal Jordan never had swagger. Like, I don't know. Hal Jordan just always came to me as the the stick up its ass, liberal, conservative kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm. This is who I am. This is this is my job. Blah blah blah. Right. And and like anything, he has no gray area. Mm-hmm. It's black or white with Hal Jordan. In my opinion, of all the stuff I've always it's green read. or yellow, right? <laughs> you know, where it's like, hey. I don't, I don't, it just doesn't, you need an actor that can go straight. Yeah. Like, that's why Ryan Reynolds, well, I don't think was a good fit for Hal Jordan, because Ryan Reynolds too more of a, like, cocky, funny guy. 
you can't it's hard for him to play straight arrow especially mm. in a in a superhero flick yeah you know I, I don't know we'll see I mean if he was in if he was in a Green Lantern movie would I go see it sure you know because yeah. it's a superhero movie I feel like it's you know what? Let's let's. Why not? Let's, yeah. I'm paying my money to go on a ride. Let's see what this ride's like. Some rides suck. Some rides are great. Yeah. You know. Uh, what about you? Will I see a Green Lantern with with uh, Chris Pine? Yeah. Can you see it? Yeah. I mean, I I can't see him playing the the, the character because, like you said, you're right. He's a stick of ass, and I don't see Chris Pine as that kind of like person, like to do that kind of role. So I mean, like, I see him more of a Steve, Steve Trevor character for Wonder Woman. I, I, I think that would be a perfect fit for him. Yeah. You know. But I mean, you know. But the thing is, is that I'm I'm apprehensive because of the whole Ryan Reynolds. So that bad taste in your the mouth. Bad taste in your mouth. That you know. And it, it, granted, I'm not blaming Ryan Reynolds at all for the movie because you're right. He 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 played the character as best he could. But but with his yeah. range, the way he is, he, like I said, he's more of a Willie West. He's more of a Deadpool. Yeah. Like those are those characters that he should be playing. You know. Um, so it's really hard to find a, a. I think they should get a nobody at this point to get to a Hal Jordan, like you know, just somebody that you know, just like this is what we want, and and not a famous person because I, I completely agree. I mean, I do, th- but the thing, I would love to see them take more unknowns. I mean, look at look at Hugh Jackman. Hugh mm-hmm. Jackman was an unknown. He became a star because he was Wolverine. When when they cast him, everyone was like, "Who?" Yeah, and all right, fine, whatever. He became a mega star from it. So who's to say that you can't do that again? Mm-hmm. It, you know, problem is I think everyone wants that hundred million dollar weekend. Start like back when the X Men came out, no one cared. It was like, oh look, they're making an X Men movie. It was a big deal, but no, <laughs> you cared and I cared too because yeah. to me it's like, all right, they're going to do this. But the superhero phenomenon that is now today, yeah, no one back then. Now today, you couldn't find a Hugh Jackman. Yeah, you needed to have already a Hugh Jackman in place because people are going to go. Well, what names attached to that? Right. Who's going to get asses in the seats? Like again, I had no interest in seeing Iron Man until they announced Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, all right, if they got an unknown to play, yeah, Tony, I probably would never would have saw it. Yeah, you know? actually, when I when I first heard, first heard RGJ was playing, I was apprehensive of seeing it. Really? Just based on his past, yeah. <clears throat> That's and that is the what motivated me to go see this yeah. movie. I was the reverse on you because I was like, like, hey, didn't he have a lot of trouble with it, you know? And yeah. it's just like I didn't really see a lot of RJ RDJ's films, so to me, uh, so see. like I didn't really know much about <clears throat> him. And then of course, though, after Iron Man, and I saw like you know, like holy crap, you know, like it blew me away. And then right. seeing other other works, it's like, yeah, I can see why. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, you know. What else you got there in the news, Ed? Um, okay, uh, let's see. Well, you know, let, let's talk about a little Netflix here. Okay. Daredevil I, and Lectra. No, I have a Daredevil and Punisher. Yes. Well, of course, we did talk about that in the yeah. past, that Punisher is going to be in the season two yeah, of Daredevil, yeah. but they have cast our Lectra. All right. Yes. I, I'm in. <laughs> uh, it's a French actress, Idola Young. Yeah, I can't yeah, that name either. Yes. Uh, she's going to do it. Does she have anything under her belt as far as credits? I'm, I'm glad you asked that question because I did I did have to. <laughs> Since we were talking about, you know, having a no-name person because I've never heard of her. So Young's previous work includes Di- District 13 Ultimatum, G.I. Joe Retaliation, and next year's Gods of Egypt she's going to be. Okay, I did see G.I. Joe Retaliation. I wonder mm. what role she played. Yes. All right. You know what? I, fine. I again, 
Daredevil, the show is so good. I, I'm I'm already in. I'm like, you throw Punisher in it, I'm in. Yeah, I say that this real this is really amping it up. I think between these two characters being in the show. Yeah, you yeah. Know. This was like, oh, you thought Punisher was good? Bam, Electra. Yeah, you're like, what? <laughs> that just means Bullseye's right around the corner. Yes, I like, mean there there is talks of getting Bullseye into season two as well, but they haven't uh, cast that. Yeah, because you need you need. You need to lay the seed work of the relationship between him and Elektra. Yeah. And then you need to feather in the red hand. And then you need to feather in Bullseye. Yeah. And then you need the, by season four, the death of Elektra. Ah. You know, you get to fall in love with the character. You fall in love with them as a couple. Even though you know that they're doomed because people go, oh, I remember that Ben Affleck movie. Doesn't she die? And there's people who go, and she died in the comic books. If they go as dark as Frank Miller-esque as they have been. Yeah. And that's what I like. I don't think you can do that in one season. I think you need to build their relationship and have the... So when she does die, it's much more impactful. Like, I want to be crime eyes up going, I can't believe they killed her. You knew it. I don't care. Just as once, don't go with the comic books. <laughs> I, the thing is, I like about this so much is that the <coughs> Netflix is doing this, which they have the free, pretty much free range because they don't have any restrictions. Nothing. You know, that there's there's nothing that really could stop them from doing this because it's like, it's a subscription. People have to pay for this. Yep. It's not like we're putting this on ABC or CBS uh-huh. or NBC, the big you know, networks, and, and you have to, you know, oh, it can't have nudity or it can't have curse words or it can't right. have this much violence at this time <coughs> slot and blah, blah, blah. It's, it, you can't have Daredevil be a homogenized. PG movie exactly. You need an NC. You need an NC seventeen. You need a PG thirteen or an R. You know? I go with NC seventeen. <laughs> the things he does with that, with that Billy Club. Oh my oh god! god. <laughs> things you don't really see. They show in the comics, sorta. <laughs> I, I do have a news article that actually broke tonight. Yeah. Um, the Nintendo president uh, Hatora Iwata passed away at fifty five. Wow. Saturday. Um, uh, see, the article basically reads, uh, he's trying to figure out, he, basically this guy is the CEO of Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to, they, they did, I did see an article what he passed away of. He apparently had an illness um, that <clears throat> caused him from not being able to leave the country because of the, because of this illness. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to, I wish I could find, um, while, Ed, while you are, uh, oh, here it is. In general, it's said that a bile duct growth can be difficult to treat, partially because of the um, difficulty of detecting it early. He wrote, in my case, luckily it was detected very early and I have no symptoms. Nintendo didn't immediately announce the successor. The company said that the uh, two other executives, Jinyo Takada and Shigeru Miyamoto, would manage the company in the interim. Wow. Um, okay, first, Guy icon in the gaming industry yeah i mean he is the reason why we have mario yeah i mean nintendo he's the guy that kind of brought like a lot of kids into video games like even before nintendo was developed i mean you know you were playing donkey kong back Uh in the day you know and and, popping up quarters going i got next exactly and you know, so he's he's been around a lot longer. This or Nintendo's been around a lot longer. Their their characters been around a lot longer than we realize. Well, yeah, the eighties. I just by watched the movie Pixels. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but those the, that's the thing. I mean, you know, and he he brought family entertainment. It wasn't just 
you know, he, he, when Nintendo really came out with their own systems, it wasn't just for kids. Families could play it. Right. And that's kind of what that's, and that I think, I gotta be honest, I think that's what's still hurting Nintendo. Yeah. It's that they're not expanding the, they, they still want family entertainment, which you can do, but they're, they're very, um, apprehensive about bringing more adult, mature rated content to their systems, which, you know what? That's, it's their prerogative. I mean, Nintendo is the king of handheld units. That mm. 3DS system is a phenomenal. Yeah. You know, um, there is no comparison to any of the other handheld devices. You right. can get fancier, but everyone seems to go back to that 3DS. Yeah. System-wise, the Wii U, it was an all right system. Um, obviously better I mean, than the when, Wii. When the Wii came out, you know, with the whole uh, motion detection uh, with the wands and the, right. the sticks and all, that was phenomenal. I mean, that was that was groundbreaking rev- back then. Revolutionized. Yeah, it was, a re- it was a revolutionary piece that they brought to the forefront that was like, wow, like they, that's amazing. And a lot of people, I mean, I mean, there's communities. Often I mean, there's, duplicated, never, uh, never replicated, often duplicated. I don't know what the hell. Right. But I mean, there there were I I know there were like old folks' homes, retirement <laughs> groups that were had Wii's in their gaming uh-huh. or their uh, central areas of yeah because it, it provided motion. Yeah. It was like it was because that's what they were saying when it first started. It was that this brought motion to gaming, so you're not sitting on your ass. You can actually, you know, it helped the elderly with motion. Well, that, that was funny because a, a friend of mine is is a pro. Nintendo person like that's all he buys he doesn't right. buy Sony like, okay. he started getting into Sony and into Xbox and all but like he for the longest time he like Nintendo was his only product he would buy right. he didn't care about the other systems and I said and he, he's kind of a lazy person right. and, I, yeah. and I said I said oh with the motion like is it hard like he, he goes he goes no he goes it's pretty good you could sit on your couch and just you know flick your wrist uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty much all you need. Like yeah. you don't really need to, you know, do like everybody's like jumping up and they're swinging their arms, especially right. like with bowling. You're yeah. swinging that arm like you're actually bowling, and yeah. that kind of thing. Or tennis, you're swinging around. Or lightsabers when you're playing yeah. the, the Star Wars duel game. You could, you know, but that was the thing. Like they, they brought like so much great technology. And now, of course, it really shadowed when Nintendo, uh, Sony, and yeah, when Microsoft I, came. When out. Microsoft came out with the Kinect system. You know, you didn't need the wand. It was all it registered your body. Uh, to me, that was the next progression. Yeah. You know, um, I, yeah, I mean, my thing is, like, what's going to happen to Tinder now? Like, okay, you got these two guys in the interim who are going to be temporary CEOs. They'll probably have it fight it out to see who, you know, who yeah. wins, who, who gets <laughs> to the death. To the death. <laughs> um, but, like, what, like, if you're a CEO, like, do you, Go with tradition, or do you try to change that? Well, that's that's I mean, that's going to be interesting in Nintendo's future. I mean, Nintendo has a lot of rules. Like I don't know if we, I think we talked about this yeah. a few months ago, where characters they they are very hold on to their characters, yeah. like Mario and and Link and all that. And there's certain rules that they provide by, and video game developers go to them and go, this is what I want to do. And they go, no, 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 Mario will never do that. Or that's, right. you know, too far. Mario would never take another life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, you know, sure, he'll jump on their heads and make them fall off into a, you know, a bottomless ditch, but he would never kill. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Like, like they, they, there's so many restrictions that they do, and like there are games that they're, that they're not really a party to, like third-party games. Right. They go well. You can't have this. You can't have blood because we don't want to show the kids blood. Right. So it limits their the violent games for them to be on their systems. Yeah. 
now that he's gone, will they go, you know what? We're kind of hurting a little bit. Maybe we can like lift these restrictions since he's gone. That you know he's not right. saying no. We can't do this. Can't do this. Right. Maybe now they go. You know we need to make money. Let's let's let things go. Let's you know let's get yeah. developers in here. Let's let's you know ha- have Mario in different situations and and grow those characters a little bit more and get more third party you know developers go. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. You can you know you can do that all you want. You know kind of thing. And, and... GTA Six Super Mario Land. <laughs> you just see you see Luigi walking around with a shotgun just shooting away people. Where's Where's Princess Peach? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Princess Peach? You saw what I did to this fucker. <laughs> hey, it's me, Mario. Where the fuck is my woman? <laughs> Bitch, you go make me some pasta, huh? It's gonna be like a mafia yeah. like thing, and he comes out and it's Mario. Yeah, right looks like the guy's Godfather. It just looks like Mario. <laughs> Hey, what is that bitch Donkey Kong, huh? I haven't seen that fucker in a you long time. You see to- Toad in an Italian restaurant, and then they come in and they're blasting the place up. Luigi gets shot up at a toll booth. <laughs> you see Mario, he go, dies with a, a, a orange peel in his mouth while he's chasing his grandson. <laughs> <laughs> what's the what's the bad guy's name? Bowser. Bowser. Bowser wakes up and there's a Koopa head in his bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be great. God, that'd be great. Do 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 do. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Comes in with shotguns. <laughs> it's us, the Mario Brothers. <laughs> now, where's the Princess Peach? Eh? <laughs> Is Mario going to have to bit slap a bitch? <laughs> there, you got one more article there, Ed. Well, I just wanted to add this one. This one, okay. this one reminds me of Comic Con news, but it was kind of Samuel L. Jackson wants to make Unbreakable too. That's been that's been uh, buzz. They've been all passed around. Like everybody's been asked. And like Chamon says, yes, he'd like to do it. Uh, of course, you know Samuel L. Jackson's like he'd love to return as Elijah Price in the movie. He'd like to see him break out of the prison and trying to be, you know, being the ultimate bad guy. You know, and even Bruce Willis, I think, said he would do it. And Bruce, yes, even Bruce Willis said he would like to come back and reprise his role. Where Where did you get that article from? Um, I think it was from. Uh, oh, only reason I'm, I'm I'm sorry. The only reason why I'm bringing it up is because this past week's um, Entertainment Weekly was a Comic Con special. They actually talk about doing Unbreakable too. I think this is from Cine, Cinema Blend is the the website. Okay, so they to. probably lifted from they probably lifted from there as well. Yes, but the thing I the reason why I wanted to bring this one up was because they mentioned Pat Oswald, and you're like, what does Pat and Oswald have to do with? Okay. The, the movie. Nothing. <laughs> Not a thing. Not a thing. But apparently, <coughs> he's the most, most glorified geek. That's what they're... they're they they are, of. yeah. He is a notorious... He, he if you, you know what? I'm going to put it this way. To me, he should be king of the nerds, not Chris Hardwick. Okay. Because he has a love for comic books that is... And, com- and geek-related stuff that goes beyond... Like... Uh, one day we'll, we'll sit down on Netflix and watch one of his his comedy specials because uh-huh. it is very nerd central culture. Um, plus, also he a- actually like there's something in the news. I don't know if you had in your articles that <coughs> sorry 
Wesley Snipes has been talks with Marvel oh, to yeah, try yeah. to read about another Blade flick. Yeah. But I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I could trust Wesley Snipes to deliver on a Blade flick, especially after the third one. Now, I like the third one. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. Um, but Patton Oswalt was in that movie. Yeah. And he has notoriously said what a prick Wesley Snipes was in that in the making of that movie that to a point where he didn't even come out of his trailer a couple times, which is the reason why Ronald Reynolds had a lot more screen time because a lot of times they needed him to improvise lines and stuff because and got most of the good lines because Wesley Snipes wasn't refused to show up on set. Mm-hmm. So there was kind of like there's this like knowing that <clears throat> well, that was the thing. Like, there was an article. I don't know. I think it was with the Patton Oswalt article where they felt they he had to refer to his blade. Yes, like on the set. Some actors are just that way. I mean, Jared Leto has been, you know, in the they take their role too seriously. Look at Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger apparently went to some sort of madness thing that wound up killing him in the end. Besides prescription pills, um, but with Leto, Leto has been sending like rats and and horrible gifts to his co-host, like Scott Eastwood, Clint Eastwood's son. Mm-hmm. Basically said he had a hard time approaching Jared Leto because how it's how wet, he was scared of him. Yeah. I'm going, you're calling this with son, man up, bitch. Ask your dad for his yeah, gun. Yeah, ask yeah. for his magnum. Ask your old man what he would do in that situation. <laughs> he would pull out and go, I've got a 45 here. Did I fire five shots or six? Kind of all the excitement. I kind of lost track. <laughs> that was more like Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I eh, whatever. <laughs> That's all I can recount from what I've saw in uh, for San Diego. Is there anything more that you can think uh, of? That uh... no, not really. I mean, like, obviously the big things were, um, you know, the I zombie panel I heard was fun. Uh, um, there was this nice little. Um, uh, Group photo with Stan Lee, this big group photo of almost every per- everybody in a Marvel film yeah. who were on panel. I think it was like during the X Men, um, like the X Men panel mm-hmm. for Apocalypse. Uh, Hugh Jackman did announce or tease that it's going to be Old Man Logan. Yeah, it's you know. No, they confirmed it. Confirmed it. Yeah, okay. It's confirmed. Uh, and I so did see that article there was, last night. There was like a nice photo of um, him, Ryan Reynolds, Jennifer. You know, like all all the. X-Men, anybody mm. who was working for Fox, I guess, at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Even Tatum Channing was there because he's doing a game with Solo yeah. So he was there, and it's like this big, giant photo of them. They're going, going ah, like, look at us, and there's Stan Lee. So, you know, I don't know. Uh, another article, not really an article, but I saw the, commer- the new TV ad of the Avenger that's going to be in Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Falcon. You kind of, you're like, yeah, so? Yeah. You know? I gotta be honest. It looks like it comes up towards the end, because you know, like, okay. uh, it looks like Ant Man is actually standing in the a new Avengers building. Yeah, what's he doing there? I don't know, but well, I did have an article quickly about Ant Man. Speaking of oh, Ant Man, oh, look at me doing a whole. Uh, you know, of course, uh, the the original director of the film, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright, right? Well, he's been working on it for a long time. This is not something. This is a movie. That's, I think he was working on it for a good five years. Ten years. Ten years. Ten okay. years. It says there in the article. That he's been working on, and of course, he parted ways because of creative differences and personality issues. Is what they the you Ooh, know, the reason personality it, between uh, does not say does not get into detail of what personality issues there were, but uh, 
Of course, though, the 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 one that now is helming the uh, <clears throat> the show is uh, Patton Reed. Okay. Okay. To to replace him, and of course, he did rewrite the script with. Uh, Paul Rudd and uh, so Paul Rudd had a, an uh, yeah he wanted to put his input to, right. you know he's in the he's in, the star he's the star he's gonna you know want to put his input in and I f- don't see the other gentlemen's but I think he's written with Paul Rudd in, with him in the past he's okay. a co-writer of his and the thing is is that uh, they were they were saying that like Edgar Wright was pretty spot on they said a lot of the stuff that we will see in the movie. Is, is from Edgar Wright's stuck. script. Right. And they just did a couple of rewrites because they wanted to add their own flair to the film. <coughs> but like the scene you've seen in the trailer where there's the fight in the with, with the top train. Yeah. That's Edgar Wright's. That, that is Edgar Wright written all over it. Yes. So we will be. It's almost like they're giving him. They're going to give me a story by credit for it at the end of the Right. The they're going to do. They're going to do right by Edgar Wright. They're going to go, look, you know. Uh, he pre- if he's the reason why you're seeing this on film. Yeah, like everything that he that he had. I, from what I understand, what the what the issue was, and I could be wrong again because this is like hearsay. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to know that until maybe after the film's out when someone sits down with one of those people going. So what really happened? Yeah, but it sounded like that Ant Man was supposed to be a standalone film, that it never was supposed to be part of the Marvel universe. Yes, and that you know. Because he was kind of outside of the norm of Marvel's arc, mm-hmm. when they started incorporating it, they went to Edgar Wright and said, "You need to make kind of like what they did with Joss Whedon, you know, in a way like you need to make changes so it can fit into this universe. Yeah, you need to have this, you need to have this." And Edgar Wright's going, "That's not the story I want to tell." Yeah, so that could be where the creative differences came between Edgar Wright as the visionary director who brought you, you know, Scott, Scott Pilgrim versus the world and all the, you know, like Sean versus uh, Sean, the Sean of the dead, hot, hot fuzz. And at the at world's end, you know, he's, you know, that, that kind of a kind of guy. And, you know, he has a voice and he has a vision and someone coming in going, yeah, you know what? We want you to do this because we need to tie into that. He could have been like, no, I've been working on this for ten years. Now you're now all of a sudden you're interested in my film, like yeah. Eh. You know, and probably the only reason why he got the okay was because they had this big plan, and then wait till like the zero hour to kind of go. Oh, oh yeah, by, 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 by the way, yeah, you know you need to do this. And he's like, no, I'm out. Like, and then someone just looked at the script and went, oh, you know what? This is a great script. We're going to use it, except we're going to make some touches here to 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 bow to the machine that is the MCU. Mm-hmm. And then throw in a couple things like Paul Rudd's going. This is a great script. Can I add a little of my own flavor in here? Yeah. And I brought the guy, Judge Judd Apatow. It does not say Judd okay. Apatow because he's worked with Judd Apatow in the past. That's yes. the only reason why I was. I, he, that would be a safe guess. <laughs> but I could I'll be completely. You don't have to. You know, like I said, I'm I'm, I'm willing to uh, say that I've known. Adam McKay. Okay, all right. So you know, he might know how Paul Rudd acts uh-huh. and how to cater certain. Scenes to cater to his comic talent, yeah. Because I mean, let's face it, this movie is going to be more funnier than it is. It's going to be like an action comedy, yeah, rather than an action drama or just an action flick, yeah. So I mean, you know, we're, we're going to be seeing it, yeah. I say we'll, so, we'll definitely give a review next week. Yeah, you know? we'll, we will have our Ant Man review, the big review on a tiny hero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in the meantime. Um, like I said, today was one of those um, weird circumstances with the studio yes. up at um, up at Aquanet. 
But usually you can catch us live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. Usually from 6 to about 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on those fine stations. Also, don't forget to go to Facebook, type in Geeksters Radio, and hit the like button. We appreciate it. And as well as hit the about button so you can tell your friends where to find the breakdown of the podcasts that we usually do. Yes. Uh, if you haven't already gotten them at wordswithgeeks.com or iTunes. Yes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Geeksters or Instagram at, at Geeksters Radio. And if you want to contact Ed on anything you might have seen or read or heard on the show, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Erica at erica at wordswithgeeks.com. That's Erica with a K. So tune in next week, folks, when we will have a con where we'll talk Ant-Man and other shenanigans. I'm sure we'll have more Comic-Con news as well. Yes. And that goes out, kids. Bye. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.